What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Beautiful country, beautiful people. Sites-wise, history-wise, everything about it is just an incredible place. Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hey guys, welcome back to Jump Podcast, or welcome if this is the first time that you are tuning in. Thank you for being here wherever you are listening from today. I happen to be at home in Montana. I am back from Mexico. And before I say anything else, I wanted to give you guys a shout out for all of the encouraging feedback and support around the last episode. Um, If you haven't caught it yet, it was a good one. It was recorded poolside in Southern Baja for real because I was really there. And I will tell you what, after a long, long year stateside, I still feel so much more alive after having allowed myself back on a plane and out of the country again. So we're back today to continue the fresh stories of traveling now again. Yay. And our guest is one that you've heard before. Andy Austin is joining us today. And Andy is not only a good friend of mine, but he is also an incredible photographer. He loves to travel. He's Montana-based. And if you guys don't already know who he is or follow him, you should give him a follow. He's at Andy Austin Photo on all of the things, including the .com. And he has a knack for finding the coolest backroad adventures. And he has a van and he gets all... In fact, that's what he was on the show to talk about last time was van life. And that was, um, I think, in the early, probably around episode 80, somewhere right around there was when Andy was last on the show with us. And he's going to be joining us today to talk about Georgia, where he just got back from. And yeah, we're not talking about the peach state here. We're talking about the country in the Caucasus Mountains on the eastern shore of the Black Sea. This is a country that has been on my radar for years. And so I was super jazzed to get to ask Andy 
all about his experience there. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to the reason that he got to go, which was on a trip organized by Stellar Stories. I don't know if you guys have heard of Stellar, but Stellar is spelled S-T-E-L-L-E-R. And it's a storytelling travel app. And they worked with the Georgia Tourism Board to put this trip together and invited Andy, along with a bunch of other content creators, to go collect stories and photos and memories and come back and share them. And guess what? That's what we're doing here today. So a couple fun facts real quick about Andy. He was actually in Baja when I arrived. Uh, So I saw him on the first night that I was down there. We actually kind of traded spots. He flew home the next day, but he had just been at the exact same hotel and pool (laughs) where I recorded the last episode. And he also went to Camp Cecil, which was the island experience that we talked so much about in the last episode. So you can find, if, if that interested you, you can find even more cool photos from that on, on his Instagram. And another fun fact, if you remember the Oktoberfest episode from, uh, from Munich that I recorded with my friend Anya, Andy had been there for part of that experience with us. And so I, I do believe he gets a, a couple of shout outs in that episode because he was with us for one of those crazy fun Oktoberfest days, nights. Uh, and, and you know what? This is why we're friends because he loves to travel. And this is why he just went to Georgia with Stellar. Uh, and I can't wait to get into this conversation and dangle the beauties of Georgia in front of your ears as they have been dangled in front of mine. Um, I really cannot wait to experience this country for myself. But until then, we're going to have to take Andy's stories for it. So quick PSA about Jump Adventures. I do still have spots left for both Patagonia trips this fall and just a couple spots left for Croatia in October uh, at the time of publishing or at least of recording this. And so if you want to travel with me this year, head over to travelingjackie.com slash trips to get on board. This episode is sponsored by the Dude Ranchers Association. You can find them at duderanch.org. And right now I'm going to take you back to our campfire stories from my own adventure at a dude ranch last November. I turned around to like be like, are you okay? And then I started laughing. So now I'm laughing. And then Caius just takes off. And he literally just starts jogging down no, the hill. straight line. <laughs> running down the hill. And I'm like going up and down. But I can't stop laughing because I started laughing at Heather. And now I'm like scared. So now, so now it's like, initially it was like funny laughing. And now it's scared laughing. And I'm literally just bouncing down the hill scared laughing. I was laughing too at Brian because he had just seen Molly on his dear life. And I turned back and that's sideways. And Gus is like walking down sideways. Like, see you guys in 10 years. I don't even know what he's doing. I know horses can sidestep down hours. Oh my gosh, you guys, horses have such personalities. It was so fun to get to know our horses that week. And somewhere at a dude ranch, there's a horse with your name on it. So go have that adventure. I encourage you. Check out duderanch.org to find out more. This episode is also sponsored by Oboe's Footwear. And we're going to check in with our friend Sherry for a little story from the trail. My name is Sherry Ott and I'm 51 years old. My favorite Oboe's are my red Oboe's Bridger mid waterproofs. I love these shoes for hiking. I've had them for a number of years, but my favorite memory is the five-day hike I did in Japan called the Kumanu Kodo. 
And these were the only shoes I really took, but they were great. It was about a 35-mile pilgrimage through a heavily wooded area with lots of up and down, and these shoes performed like a champ. But I think my favorite part about the trip was stopping in the middle of the hike and taking off those boots and dipping my feet in the cold streams to just like cool down my feet and take a break and then keep on going. If you want to check out Oboes, now is a good time because they have a new challenge called Oboes Trail Experience, and that might include trails that are in your area. So you can go to oboesfootwear.com to check that out and pick up your own pair of outdoor adventure shoes. Okay, let's go ahead and get on a mind plane and uh, travel to Georgia. We'll let Andy be our guide. And if you want to grab something in the realm of a beverage, you can cheers with us. You'll hear that mm, approximately twice in this episode. (laughs) So grab your drink and we're going to learn how to say cheers in Georgian. And here we go. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back all these years later. I know. Even though we we see each other quite often. Yeah, mostly. um, This is pretty special because we actually get to do this in person. And I haven't done a whole lot of my podcasts in person uh, with this whole travel nature thing. So let's cheers our beers because we can. That was the sound of a hazy IPA from... Bonsai Brewing out of Whitefish. Montana. There you go. Um, Andy is in the middle of his summer photography work and, uh, he's in and out all the time. And so he just got back. So I snagged him so we can talk about a recent trip. He also just got back from, which was the beautiful country of Georgia. Woo-hoo! Yeah. So Georgia has been on my radar for a long time. And I think it's because of the landscape, really. Like, that's the first thing that got me was seeing pictures of Georgia. So here's what I'm going to ask you. Do you have, a like, a favorite place where you were? Or can you, like, recall, like, a really favorite, like, magnificent moment? And then, like, bring us there. Like, what do you see? Like, what does Georgia look like? Yeah, Georgia is this really wild country because I didn't really know that much about going. I've had a couple of friends go. But for the most part, like, I didn't even know where it was in the world. I wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into. Uh, and then I, I went out there and it's this wild combination of like nearly, actually probably more grand mountains than Switzerland. These epic lush green landscapes with these epic 17,000 foot peaks. But then you have that and then you have these little historic villages that have been here for a thousand years or more, 1500 years. I mean, the country has this really deep rooted history uh, that goes back to like just after Mesopotamia. So you have this crazy time. They're also like the first people to make wine, uh, like 600 BC. So they have this rich culture of food, of wine, of, you know, history and also just epic scenery, mountains sort of thing. So there's a lot to see. I was there for 12 days and I feel like I could spend months there and still not see it all. I love that. And actually one of the things you said when you got home was, I want to go back for like two months and live there at some point. And I was like, I'll go with you. Like I want to do that too. I think that sounds Such an affordable country to do that. And I actually, because I was there with 
14 other creators from videographers to vloggers to bloggers, foodies, lifestyle people, TikTokers, Instagrammers. So I was there with all these people. And I think that like half of them are still there because they're all nomads and they're all just like, well, I like this place. I'm staying. So a bunch of them are still there right now and are in no hurry to leave. Um, That's kind of the special, the specialness that is Georgia. That says a lot. That says a lot. Um, Let's, in case people are listening to this in the future, what time of year were you there? So we can have an idea of like. So I was there end of May, early June, uh, straddling the two months. Uh, I would say, depending on what you want to do, that's a good time to visit. If you're wanting to climb mountains and get high up in the mountains, maybe a little later into summer, uh, the the like central part of the country, like Tbilisi, the capital, or Batumi on the coast, those get really hot. Um, and they were pretty warm when we were there already. And so, you know, if you're going to spend time in the capital and the coast, then, you know, maybe May is a good month to be there. But if you're trying to hike some of the bigger mountains and get some of the big hikes, definitely like June or July. Uh-huh. We definitely weren't able to do a couple of the hikes we wanted to do just because it was still snowed in. Oh, wow. Okay. So before we move on, let's actually orientate everybody uh, just to make sure we all understand where on the map Georgia is so you can kind of travel there in your minds with us as we as we go through this. Yeah, so Georgia is kind of northeast of Turkey. It's on the Black Sea. Uh, it's also south of Russia. Russia is kind of its biggest border. And they were formerly part of the USSR, um, so you see a lot of that history as well there, which is really interesting. You see a lot of abandoned Soviet buildings. Uh, and you can kind of go in and explore those, like old Soviet hotels. Also, Stalin was from Georgia. Uh, it's a fact that they're kind of weirdly proud of uh, and kind of <laughs> weirdly not proud of. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of that history there. Uh, but there's the, the orientation of it is it's it's technically Asia, but a lot of the younger people want to consider themselves to be Europe. Um, so there's always this kind of nonstop battle between the two, hmm. but they want to be Europe. They want to consider themselves Europe, but geographically they're considered Central Asia. Yeah. I mean, they're not in Europe. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't tell them that. They will They will not. They will not agree with you if you say that to them. Um, I think the first time that I really, that Georgia really came onto my radar was in in 2015, I went on a trip with Turkish Airlines to, to Turkey, and and it, similar to what you did, they like broke us up into small groups and sent us all over, and we went to the northeast border mm. so of like Turkey. Close. We were super. We were up like one of the let's just call it a, a valley, like a, a mountain road in crazy tall mountains, and we were told that basically if you keep going, like you you can't go much further because that's Georgia. You know, yeah. it's like right there. And I remember being absolutely blown away by what this area looked like. Because when you think of Turkey, you think of Istanbul, you might think of Cappadocia, like you don't think of Austria. And it looked to me like Austria, like there's these teeny little villages up these big uh, mountains. And and then you have like these mosques, you know, that was that seemed totally out of place for what I was looking at because I hadn't seen that kind of intersection of, of culture and landscape before. But so this is right on the other side. It is. You were on the other side of that. It's also the second oldest Christian nation. They're Orthodox Christians still to this day. It's the second oldest Christian nation in the world. Um, so basically every town has the most ridiculous church you've ever seen. It's <laughs> on top of a mountain overlooking other mountains. 
And it's just like everywhere you go, it's like, oh, look, there's another church. Oh, there's another church. And like, they're crazy. Their churches are insane. Hmm. Wow. Like architecturally, you mean? And like where they're placed? Both. Like just beautiful churches. You know, they're not huge churches. Mm -hmm. They're not like anything you'd see in like Western Europe where they're these giant churches. But there are these quaint little churches that are on top of these little, you know, mountains, Mm. uh, looking at bigger mountains. I mean, that sounds a lot like my church, just without the building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, what about, what can you tell us about kind of an overview of what you did? Like, what did did your trip look like? Yeah, so it was an interesting trip. So it was a very whirlwind trip. So the way that I'm kind of classifying it, I'm, I'm kind of treating it like a scouting mission because... We were constantly on the road, constantly in a bus, just like going from place to place because the Georgia Tourism Board really wanted us to see so much of the country. So they were like, all right, we're in a bus for six hours. We get to a place. We look around a little bit. We go to sleep for the night. We wake up, look around for a bit, get on a bus for six hours, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so like we were really in like one place, you know, every night we we're in one hotel and then we'd leave, go to a different city that was like on the other side of the country kind of thing. Um, so we started in Tbilisi, which is kind of the, the center of the country-ish, um, and it's the capital. And I really wish I had spent more time there because uh, after the fact, I was like researching, I was writing some stories, and I was researching into Tbilisi to kind of get my facts straight. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much in Tbilisi that I didn't get to see. Mm. There's really cool, and also, you know, during COVID times, it's kind of tough because they had a curfew when we were there. Mm. Um, so then 11 p.m. curfew, there wasn't an ability to like go out but there's apparently amazing bars and kind of a little bit of a nightlife. And of course the food is incredible. Um, and so we, we started there. There's a lot of history there. Um, you know, some bath, like really cool bathhouses and churches and just cobblestone streets. Beautiful. Uh, and then from there is when our group of 15 kind of broke into little subgroups and my group, and they basically by what kind of person we are. So my subgroup had like the most adventurous route. And we we went up to um, we went up to the mountain region, one of the mountain regions, the Caucasus Mountains, and we like were near Stepensminda and went paragliding and we went and climbed a mountain. We were, that was in, in Juta, uh, and Juta is this tiny little village at the base of these mountains. And there was a place called Fifth Season Mountain Hut, which I absolutely fell in love with, and I just want to go spend the rest of my life there. <laughs> But it's just like you have to hike two kilometers just to get to the mountain hut. Oh, cool. Uh, so you bring all your gear with you, hike up this two kilometers, which we did in the absolute pouring rain. Uh, we get to the mountain hut. We're like drying off. We had a Georgian film crew, follow, a TV news crew that was following us in the pouring rain. <laughs> so they get there and we all went inside and we were like warming up with, you know, wine and things and beer. And so we were sitting inside. And then, of course, the mountains came out. This rainbow came out and it was just like, oh, I'm home. Like, this is, this is so nice. And the only other place that I felt so strongly about in all of my travels was a place called Mountain Hostel in Switzerland, which is very similar, very similar vibe, very similar people. Very similar name. Yeah, very similar name. (laughs) Mountain Hut and Mountain Hostel. Yeah, it was like, this place is really cool. Uh, The only difference was a little bit was like the Mountain Hostel is a little more hostily versus fifth season is a little more like kind of a hotel-ish. You have your, the rooms are very small. It's like just a bed, you know, kind of thing. But there's, you know, a kitchen with amazing food. They're cooking, you know, great Georgian food and have uh, what's called cha-cha on tap, which I became very well-versed in cha-cha. And it's their 
kind of moonshine. Okay. It's a byproduct of making wine. And it on average is between like 50 to 70% alcohol. And some of it's really good. And some of it is not. <laughs> because Actually, it's homemade, right? I've got some cha-cha here. I should have, we should have poured some oh, cha-cha man. for the conversation. We still can. We still can. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see where I put it. This is like a true cha-cha. It's like homemade. It's like. Oh, you're doing the whole service. Okay. Well, it's written on. The bottle's written on. It's, it's, uh, we got this from this tiny little shop. I can't remember. It wasn't a shop. It was this old poet's house and like a famous Georgian poet. We went to his house and they served us as cha-cha. This one is very mild compared to other cha-chas. So some of it burns and some of it is a little more smooth. It all burns. Okay. (laughs) Just, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's good. (laughs) Oh, I can already smell it. Wow. This is a very, this is a very mild cha-cha. This is actually a honey cha-cha. Okay. And this one's only 40%, which is pretty mild. Oh, man. So. So here goes. Camajos. Camajos. Which means, it means to victory. To to victory? Is there cheers? Yeah. Okay. To victory. That's good. That's good cha-cha. Okay. So, so cha-cha is like. It It clears the sinuses. It's, have you been to, well, like in the Balkans, there's yeah. all sorts of different rakia. kinds of rakia. Yeah, yeah, It's kind of similar. Um, and they make it with all different, uh, like, fruits, which is why some are really different. This okay. is with, with wine grapes. Yeah. Wow. So this is a byproduct of making wine. Yeah, all right. Um, you didn't even finish yours. Oh, you're supposed to, oh, shoot. This is a shot. Oh, God. Yeah, you got to do it down. Oh, no, now, now my audience knows my true colors. You can sip cha-cha. Okay, oh, I made that mistake. Okay. My, my first day in Georgia, I made that mistake. Mm. There it is. Really? Oh. You said your allergies are flaring up. That'll Ooh, clear you right yeah, out. Yeah, right? Okay. So, wow. Well, that was my first shot of cha-cha. Okay. And you are supposed to shoot it? You it's, can't it's shots. sip it? Oh, so, man. Okay. Well, we, uh, lesson learned. My, our first night in, in Tbilisi with the whole group of 15 people, they were, like, giving us a proper Georgian experience. And they brought us this very nice vineyard. And, like, they gave us cha-cha to try like our first cha-cha and i think they were kind of trying to scare us away from cha-cha uh-huh. for the trip because the one they gave us was the 70 percent alcohol okay. cha-cha yeah which is rubbing alcohol Ugh. like you could clean wounds Ugh. with that cha-cha mm-hmm. and it was awful <laughs> but then as time went on that was like fancy produced cha-cha mm-hmm. then as you go on you know a lot of people in georgia grow their own grapes make their own wine it's very traditional and so a lot of people make their own cha-cha, mm-hmm. uh, which is the one we just have. was like kind of a homemade cha-cha. Yeah. And I actually have their homemade brandy, which is actually much better. Mm. Uh, but the cha-cha is kind of requirement in Georgia. So yeah. back to the mountain hut yeah. in fifth season, they had cha-cha on tap. Okay. They had like a giant jar of it on the counter. And I actually thought it was water. So I, I was very close to filling my water bottle with it. It was just sitting there. I was like, oh, is this just water? Um, and then the owner of the mountain hut, he was like, that's uh, cha-cha. <laughs> Be careful with that yeah, one. <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> it's not good. Um, so that place was very special. I did end up drinking 10 shots of cha-cha with the owner one night. Oh, man. And his was heavy. And Let, let's, let's just, Andy is 6'5". He can handle this. Yeah, I can handle it. Do, do not try this at home, people. <laughs> Jackie's seen me at Oktoberfest, and yeah. she knows what I'm capable of. Um, oh. But yeah, it was it was wild. Then I was out shooting the Milky Way, 
okay. after the Pencha oh, Cha Cha. Of course you were, because so, that's that's your first love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, I was out there cool. staggering in the field trying to shoot the Milky Way. Um, so that was one of the areas we were in, um, and that was was really special. And then we ended up kind of extending our stay a night because we loved it so much. Well worth it to spend another night in those mountains, went and hiked some more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the days we did a summit uh, nearby. And so well worth it to stay there. And then we joined the group into Stepensminda. And from Stepensminda, we kind of went around. Um, we went one morning, went hot air ballooning, which actually was back towards Tbilisi. So we had to get up at like three o'clock in the morning to drive through the night to get back for hot air ballooning wow. at sunrise. And then go back to Stepensminda. Oh my area. goodness. It's a lot of driving. It was a lot of driving. Lot of driving. Um, so, you know, and I understand it's a way that we want, they wanted to show us the country. Right. They wanted to show us a lot of what they had to offer. Yeah, those so, trips are always so packed like that. It was. But there's there's two things that I want to point out as as people are listening and kind of imagining this themselves, because that that lends to, to two things. One, there's so much to see. Oh, there is. Incredible. And Georgia's not a huge country. No, it's not at all. So that's incredible on its own that, like, you could travel that much around such a small country. Um, there's always so much to see. And then the second thing is, and you said this before we started recording, was I treated it sort of like a scouting mission. Like, where do I want to come back to? And that is one of those things about, tra- about like, these kind of faster trips that even, even if you yourself only have one week in Georgia and you want to see all you can see, so you travel really fast, like taking an idea of what, where do I come back to? Like Definitely. I travel like that all the time. And so that made a lot of sense to me when you said that. So I wanted to say that out loud because it's not always a bad thing to, to, to move around a lot and see what, what you want to see. Cause there's so many things to, you know, check off or whatever. Definitely. So, yeah. So we, yeah, this, this was definitely a scouting mission. I think that fifth season mountain hut is one that I would happily go spend a weekend, maybe try and do it a little later, maybe August or something so that I could actually go and hike some of the bigger hikes, mm. um, because you are high up in the mountains. So yeah, so we went from there and then we went to Kutaisi, which is in, uh, Western Georgia and very, I mean, it was almost rainforesty. I mean, it wasn't rainforest, but it was very like lush. Um, and it was a very cool town. We didn't get to spend too much time there, but really cool town in kind of Western Georgia, um, cause to kind of orient yourself. So Tbilisi is kind of center-ish, uh, kind of West center. And then, uh, Juta, or we went up into Stepensminda and Juta in the Kazbeki region. Kazbeki is like North central-ish. And then we kind of went down to the North or to the like kind of South center or West central, sorry, West central. And then we kind of jaunted back up to uh, Northwest, which is another mountain area um, in the Smineti region. So like, there's a lot of just like going back and forth. Cause the thing about Georgia you have to understand is that the infrastructure is not like you find in a lot of countries, especially in Europe, for instance, or, you know, we're like in Europe, Western Europe, there's roads everywhere. There's villages and roads everywhere. Yeah. And in Georgia, it kind of reminded me a lot of Montana where it's just a lot of empty space mm. and there's no like point to point travel. There's no like, Oh, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't go from Suppens Vinda, which is in the Caucasus mountains, but in like North central to uh Svaneti region, which is Northwest. It wouldn't be that hard to go just right along the mountains and be there. You can't do that. Right. You know, obviously there's a lot of mountains and crazy canyons and ravines and stuff, but also just there are no roads. Mm. 
Yeah, that's and why it took forever to get everywhere. That's why you also, were so driving yeah. so much. And, you know, we were in a big bus for a lot of the stuff um, because we had 15 creators plus staff plus everybody else. I mean, uh-huh. there was quite a few people. Yeah. So we had a big bus for a lot of the big stuff. And then we would actually um, kind of break out into Mitsubishi Delicas, which I don't know if you know what those are. Oh, the they're the like little, little four wheel drive Japanese vans. Vans, yeah. And they're these little tiny Ooh, Japanese. So and I, I want one so bad now. You can hold it in your hand because they <laughs> go everywhere. And I, it, they, somebody was telling me in Georgia that they have like the largest Delica ownership club in the world. Oh, funny. Um, they import them from from Japan uh-huh. and use the heck out of them. And they're just like these old vans, but they're four wheel drive, short wheelbase. They can go anywhere. And so when we would get to these little like kind of hub towns in our bus that our bus could get to, then we'd break out into like nine Delicas in a row and go up these crazy mountain roads um, to these little mountain villages that were in various regions. So we would have to take the Delicas there because Mm -hmm. it was just such a like a little jaunt. Um, and you, there's no way the bus, uh, the bus would have flipped into a ravine and everybody would have died for sure. So the Delicas were life and like, they're everywhere in the country, and it's hilarious. So um, you're going to have to start a new Instagram called Georgia in the Van. I know. Georgia in the Van. It's <laughs> going to be the next thing. Because you just got a new van. I, know, I just got a new van. I have two vans currently sitting in my driveway. My old van, my new van, and I think it's time for a third van. A Delica. The Delica. <laughs> yes. That is my off-road van. Just put a mattress oh, in the back man. of it and call it a day. Don't tell Ram you said that. I know. Uh, <laughs> the Yeah, so we went from there. Um, so from Kutaisi and the kind of Western Georgia, we went up and did some caving and Prometheus caves, which are really interesting, really unique. Um, kind of reminded me a lot of, uh, Lewis and Clark caverns, which we have not, not too far from our house and, you know, big open room caves and, and beautiful. So we went around there, went up to, and then my I don't think tied with Juta for my favorite area mm-hmm. was Svaneti. And Svaneti region is like the biggest mountains in Georgia, 17,000 foot peaks. Um, and we were there. So we were in Svaneti and, and you go up into like Ushguli. And Ushguli is like the coolest town village you've ever seen. It's like, I think it's 70 families that live there. And this thing has existed for over a thousand years, this village has. Mm. Um, and they have the traditional uh, Svaneti tower homes. So they have these cool brick stone towers. And that was their homes. And if you ask, kind of like, why are these like random towers here? And they've been here for, for hundreds of years. Um, they say, well, basically every war ever in this part of the world has gone through those mountains. And so like Byzantine Empire and like Roman Empire and all these different empires all would try and take Georgia. It was a very like common place they wanted to take. And they all had to come through the mountains and they all would get to Ushguli. And that was where all the battles took place. So these people are just like warrior people through and through. They have their own language. It's a non-written, own their own language, non-written down uh, and it's different. It's like very different than Georgian language, which is its own language on its own. It's totally different than anything else in the world. Uh, Georgians are like very unique people. And it's like, they, we don't want to be like anybody else. So like everything we do, every food we make, 
Yeah. Every language we speak, our mm. our alphabet's different. Mm. They have they are the only country and language in the world that uses the Georgian alphabet. They have their own <laughs> alphabet because they're like we do everything differently. Yeah. So mm. Ushguli is like this amazing place, this high tuck in the mountains, and it's considered once again it's considered the highest settlement in Europe, which is very interesting because once oh, again it's not Europe. <laughs> Yeah. But even Wikipedia considers it the highest settlement in Europe. What? So it, it is considered oh. Europe, Asia, straddle kind of thing. Um, also and known as Central Asia. Yeah, also known as Central Asia. <laughs> okay. If you, and if you're in Ushguli and you're looking at these unbelievable mountains, over those mountains is Russia. Yeah, okay. And over those mountains is the tallest peak in Europe, which is in Russia. The okay. third tallest oh. peak in Europe is in Ushguli, basically. I can see how it's arguable. It is. It's very interesting. Yeah. So it's very a very hot topic. Uh, yeah. But yeah, very, very interesting. Back to the tower houses. Did they explain why they're towers? Yeah, because they were just like fortified. Just because they're like fortresses. Yeah, basically. like they didn't have windows. They had okay. little like, like peepholes, basically, wow. where they were okay. tiny little view. Like there wasn't a lot of... You know, like now we have very natural light homes with our yeah. shiplap. Everything's made of glass. Yeah, yeah, everything's made of glass. That was not then. Like right. they wanted these literally fortified. And at one point, there were up to 300 tower homes. There's what? only 30 That's remaining cool. in Ushkuli. Because now they like live in real homes, kind of attacked to the tower homes. Okay. Um, but the tower homes are still there. And there's like 30 left uh, in just in Ushkuli. And they are UNESCO World Heritage Sites now. Oh, good. So okay. they're very protected yeah. because they're very historic um and so yeah but like that was the border of russia um which georgia and russia are constantly in a little tiff um georgia currently occupies like 20 percent of georgia and won't give it back russia occupies yeah russia yeah. russia occupies 20 percent of georgia, georgia and won't kind of like won't give it back huh. so that's a hot topic there right uh russians are not very well liked in, in georgia, georgia. Mm-hmm. except for by the older people who were there during soviet rule mm-hmm. are actually kind of miss soviet rule Interesting. Um, which is a very... But the young people... Young people are very progressive. Mm-hmm. Most young people speak English. Um, older people don't. Older people speak Georgian and Russian. And that's all you're going to find. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, young people speak English. They want to be Europe. They want to be um, their own thing. And so it's a very uh, kind of split country in that yeah, sense. Yeah, no kidding. But um, kind of in Ushkuli, so we had the most amazing meal I think we had of the entire trip was Nushkuli. And it was this little tiny home that's also kind of a cafe of sorts. Like tourism is really not a thing in Georgia. It's, they're trying to make it a thing, but it's really, it's it's they're trying hard and it's not yet. It's still kind not of up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it's a little cafe and we, you know, in, in tri- typical Georgian fashion, they just keep bringing you food until you just like fall asleep at the table. We had 27 entrees, which is the largest meal I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> 27, like to share a to family share. style. To share. So it's a family yeah. style. So you, yeah. they, they just keep bringing you. And like we all learned the hard way, like very early in the trip, you never clear your plate in Georgia. You are not allowed to clear your plate because if you clear your plate, they will bring you more food. So even if you're like, oh my God, I got to eat all this food because I'm like, I'm going to be rude if I don't eat all this food. If you do that, you will be brought more food. Yeah. <laughs> so it's rude for them to like, you know, if you have an empty plate, you're like, oh, you're still hungry. We'll bring you more <laughs> of food. Course. 
So what is this food? Tell us. So the, the food is, it's very unique in its own. Uh, I think I ate my weight in something called kachapuri. Uh, and kachapuri is like, uh, the, only, the best way I could describe it is like cheese pizza without marinara sauce. It's just like bread and cheese. Mm. And Sounds delicious. What more do you need? It varies by like kind of the area you're in. Some people put the cheese inside the bread. Some mm-hmm. people put it on top of the bread. Some breads are thicker. Some are thin and kind of floppier. Some are like very fluffy. Um, and so it's, it's but it's a kachapuri is like life. And so some places they do like kachapuri with spinach in it. Some places do kachapuri with meat in it. Uh, everybody does kachapuri with cheese. That's the standard. But there's like all different ways to serve it. So that is at like every meal. Well, lunch and dinner, always. I ate it two meals a day for the entire 12 days I was there. Um, it became kind of the running joke. It was like, oh, when are we going to get more kachapuri? Because mm. we haven't had it in two hours. Yeah, right. Um, so then the, the food from there is a lot. It varies. There's a lot of fish from the Black Sea. Um, and it kind of always comes just like grilled whole fish. Mm-hmm. Just kind of comes on a plate. Yeah. Um, they have these. They have a lot of stuff. They have dumplings that are kind of like soup dumplings. So you like kind of take a bite out of them and you have to suck the soup out really quickly before it all drips everywhere. Huh. And then they're, you know, got meat stuffed ones and um, a lot of cheese, a lot of Georgian cheese. I have some in the fridge. I brought some home. Not sure if I'm allowed to do that. Um, we won't tell anyone. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> there's uh, well, Suguni is like the national cheese. That's like what you always find. And it always, and once again, it kind of varies, just like the United States, it varies by region. Where I was, spice didn't exist. Which oh, for so me, strange. For me, it was really tough because like, I love spice. That was the one thing. It's like, I wish I had some hot sauce, some, like some kachapuri. You mean spice as in like spicy, like, caliente, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. sabor, like flavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking like, uh, like peppers, hot jalapenos. Spice. Yeah. Hot spice, yeah. yeah. But they, I'm sure they have lots of. The use the a lot flavor, of other spices. The flavor, yeah, 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 yeah. Spice is, yeah. Okay. Lots when of you spice. say spice doesn't exist, I'm like, wait, what? No, no, no. But they, yeah, they're. Um, you like the hot the dial. Hot, yeah, turn yeah. it up. Right. Like when we were in Baja, I was in heaven. Just habaneros everywhere. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, so there, I mean, the food is, is very interesting, uh, very good. Wine with every meal, always, always wine. Always. <laughs> Always wine. Well, you said that they have a wine country there, and they've been making wine there for centuries and yeah. centuries. Yep. So yeah. they're a big wine country. It's mm-hmm. very traditional for them. Mm-hmm. They're very good at it, and the wine is very tasty. Yeah, big fan. What about beer? Uh, the beer, I 10 out of 10 would not recommend. 10 out of 10 would not. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. I tried a few Georgian beers, and they were not good. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you could find... So, like, it got to the point where I started just getting German beers. Because they had German beers. Oh. They had Budweiser. <laughs> they, yeah. had, they had, like, I think they're just not a beer country. Yeah. And so, like, they have their own beer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. Yeah. On my last night there, though, I did actually find at one of the grocery stores, I found some microbrews from Tbilisi. Ah. And it was, like, an IPA. And yep. it was actually really good. Okay. Um, but that they're not, not known for that. Right. So, like, that I didn't drink much beer when I was there just because it's not... Mm-hmm. I mean, wine or cha-cha. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> wine or cha-cha. I was going to say weird for Andy not to drink beer, but then enter cha-cha. <laughs> enter cha-cha, which is just rubbing alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Any other, like, highlights from your trip? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess from Spinetti, so when we were there, we also saw this amazing museum in Mestia. So, Mestia was, like, the main 
town we stayed in. We stayed there for two nights, which is like one of the only places we stayed for two nights um, up in the Svaneti region. So that's where we went to Ushguli from. Uh, we stayed at this place called Hotel Posta, which was beautiful. And they had this really amazing um, museum in Mestia that had, I was like, oh yeah, like small town museums. Mm. I've been to some mm. that are not great. I went to the, <laughs> I went to the museum in Cabo. Nah, it was not a oh, not a highlight. Mm. Um, it was just it was okay, but it was a lot of just falling apart things and like mm. underwhelming. Mm-hmm. The museum of Mestia was not. The museum of Mestia was really well done, beautiful. They had a lot of artifacts there from you know beginning of the millennia, um, and so like they had a lot of church artifacts in there. You know, books that were a thousand years old, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. um, and they had some coins that were very old. Just so old, which is yeah. I mean, the Silk Road ran through Georgia, yeah. so like they had a lot of different coins that came through mm-hmm. that area. Um, yeah, so like right. the just reminder that it was like crazy old history. Right. Um, so yeah, so then from there we kind of went down to the western coast, which is Batumi. That was a very interesting city because it was nothing like anything we'd ever been to. It was right on the Black Sea. Mm -hmm. The Black Sea was beautiful. Hmm. Very, like, blue water. uh, Okay. Which, you know, Black Sea sounded, uh, wasn't so black. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But Batumi is this very wealthy town. And it's a resort town. And it's gambling. So you have, it's kind of like a little mini Vegas. Um, but more fun version of it. Okay. Um, it's a very interesting town. I liked it. It was, I mean, I wouldn't spend a lot of time there. Like, mm. I would go back just because the Black Sea was beautiful. Uh, was it like resort town? Like, a do people bit. vacation there? Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people come up from different countries uh, across the Black Sea. Kind of. Yeah. So people from Iran come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, people from Turkey come over. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of, there's a lot of sh- uh, like ferries that run across the Black Sea. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of things happening there where like people come there to gamble and and um, there was even I met a handful of Saudi Arabians there that were there to gamble. This is a vacation destination. It is, yeah, because yeah. um, like casinos are like outlawed in a lot of the places that are around Georgia. Yeah. So this is like the one place, right? Kind of like sense. Vegas in a way, where it's like a lot of people descend on there. But even without the gambling, it was still a fun town. Um, yeah. Went to like the fish markets and things. I did I did gamble, which I never do. And I won 100 lari. How much like is that? $33. Sweet. So I was pretty stoked. I put like $5 <laughs> in. And I, I, I think I was on that $5 for like an hour on that one $5. And then wow. I was like done. I was like, all right, it's almost done. It's almost spent. And then I hit the jackpot and I walked away <laughs> $33. with like $33. I was like, all right. Jackpot. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> okay. That brings up. Was this the end of your... I think that's pretty much it, yeah. Okay, so because I have a new question for you. Speaking of money, can you just give us a quick ballpark of, like, what things cost in Georgia? Or where on the country spectrum, like, affordably does Georgia fall so people can have an idea of, like, you know, what they can expect to pay? Yeah, I think... I think it falls kind of where it does geographically, somewhere between Europe and Asia. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> so, actually perfect. Yeah. So there's like this nice gradient there. It's definitely not as expensive as Western Europe, but it is definitely not as cheap as Asia. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there are some Southeast cheap, Asia. Southeast Asia. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not, yeah. Right. Um, Southeast Asia. So you're definitely going to find some cheaper things there. Um, a meal can be anywhere from like five to $10. Uh-huh. Um, so that, those are nice. 
Um, I, I kind of saw a lot of hotels in like the 60 to 100, 110, Batumi. I think. But for pretty nice places, Yeah, like right? the, the place yeah. we stayed in Batumi was the, the Batumi Sheridan, mm-hmm. um, which is like we stayed in a lot of we stayed in a lot of weird American chains, like the Best Western. Oh, that's really strange. Uh, a Marriott. Don't do that, you guys. Well, actually, they were really nice because they were just they just basically slapped their name on old historic hotels. So, like the Marriott mm-hmm. in Tbilisi was um, where Steinbeck used to stay, um, okay. and so it was like this really beautiful historic like has hotel. Has a historical element to and it. Probably was yeah. just going out of business. The Marriott was like, we'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a bad thing. Uh, and also, some of the places, there's not a lot of options of places to stay. And so, okay. like, you might, the only option might, might be, be to do a chain. To might stay in a say, chain. There's probably, like, homestays or, there's like, homestays. smaller Airbnbs scale Airbnbs exist yeah. in the bigger cities, like Batumi yeah. and Tbilisi. Some of the people that are still there, I know, are in some or Airbnbs. Or, like, hostel type, you know. Yeah, for like, sure. Uh, I mean, without as much of the travel culture, there's probably a few hostels here and yeah. there. But I think they're a little few and mm-hmm. far between, especially in the bigger but you might, the guest homes are definitely a thing there. That um, would be cool. Yeah, like guest, guest homes. Houses, because then your money is going to the locals. Too, definitely. Instead of Marriott. Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting, though. Like in uh, Kutaisi, we stayed at the Best Western in Kutaisi. But I think it might have been like where we were. It seemed like it was like one of the only options. Yeah. Um, and then like in Tbilisi, we stayed in the, the Marriott, um, yeah. which was a, the historic. So they're trying. And sometimes it takes these kind of companies to come right. in and like elevate a, a place to to tourism uh, approved yeah. almost so with two movies yeah. there like the sheridan which was a very nice hotel mm. very like beautiful too on the outside like just in general it's yeah. a very beautiful because they use an old building that you said yeah. right yeah and That's so cool. um so we stayed there and i think that one was like you know 150 a night okay. um fifth season mountain hut was uh about 90 dollars for a private room you can do in the fifth season, you could do like a shared room if you get booked in advance. You could do like a shared room, and I think it's like twenty, thirty dollars a night. Okay. Um, and so that's like the better option if you can book it in advance. That wasn't available when we were there, so we just got the private rooms. Um, but those were like ninety dollars a night. So it, yes, it's like middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not as like cheap as as Asia, like Southeast Asia, definitely. But it's also not the crazy, you know, for what you're getting for like the level. And I'm sure if you were to go on like Airbnb and stuff like that, or, or, you know, there are some more budgety options that you mm-hmm. could do for cheaper. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just were in like nicer places. Right. Um, okay. So you mentioned some pretty hard adventure as opposed to soft adventure things like paragliding. Um, I think hot air ballooning. I I'm going to label that hard adventure because heights and it's kind of scary. I think is like the most <laughs> chill adventure on all of all. Yeah, time. I guess it doesn't take any. It's it also just weird because like you feel like you're effort. attached to something. Oh. You just like, and there's not like a lot of sway or anything. You're just up in the air and you're like, oh, okay. Hmm. Hot balloons are really weird thing for me. I'm, I've done it twice now and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Not because it's like scary or anything like that. It's kind of boring oh. um, because you're not, you're, you're at the, the whim of the wind. There's no steering a hot air balloon. So like you go up in the air and it's like, okay, whichever the way the wind's blowing. And then you just like go random, like the land like and away. Basically what you do. And then you just land <laughs> it. Like awesome. when you're Let's done, go. when you're done, oh you just God. land in a random field. Like oh, you just man. go out And then you're and like land. miles away. You're like, okay, good luck. Bye guys. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so it was like uh, a lot of that. And when we were there, there was like no wind. So we just like went straight up and I was like, okay, where do we go? From here? Like, <laughs> you just go straight we're just back kind down. of up. 
Yeah. And then finally we got like a little bit of wind and it took us a little ways away. But Wahada Balloon is fun for like 20 minutes, in my opinion. And then it gets really boring. Because you're like, the first 10 minutes, you're like photographing everything. And then it kind of like, okay, well, like nothing has changed in 10 minutes. <laughs> the view's like, the same. The view's the same. It's like, you're not yeah. like you're in a plane or a helicopter yeah. going somewhere. Mm. You're, you're kind of in the same Drifting. spot. Yeah. Um, and so like the view doesn't really change. So then the next 10 minutes, you're like, oh, this is enjoyable. It's kind of nice up here. I'm just enjoying the view. Mm. And then after like, yeah, maybe 20, 30 minutes, you're like, okay, I'm I'm ready to go yeah. down. Like I'm I'm done. I'm done with this. So I'm gonna go ahead and and make an assumption that that might not be on your must-do Georgia list. Depends on how, if you want to or not. I mean, yeah. it might be if, if you're gonna do it anywhere, it'd be, be a nice place to do because it because it's at least pretty. Yeah. So if we are talking about must-dos, you you got you got to do quite a lot. Uh, you also missed what right wine region you didn't go to. I missed kind of like the, I kind of missed the cave region. There's some some cave cities that I missed, um, and kind of like some other deserty regions. Um, I missed all of those. So I think it really depends on what you like. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a big foodie, then wine region definitely go to there. If you're a big time adventurer, then places like Juta. Uh, or Svaneti, like they're a little harder to get to, but well worth it in the reward of just the most epic mountains. But even if you're not a, you know, an adventurer, Stephens Minda, which is um, up in the Kutaisi region near Juta, that's like a highway to get there. And beautiful, like beautiful church, beautiful town, just incredible mountains, just skyrocketing from the valley floor. Um, really good food. We stayed at an old hotel, uh, old Soviet hotel, um, and it was called The Rooms at, uh, yeah. So progressive. I know. <laughs> that was just like a common theme. I don't know if it was a chain in Georgia or whatever. It was like The Rooms at, um, and actually at the end of our trip, we stayed at a, a place called The Rooms Tbilisi, Tbilisi. The Rooms Tbilisi was beautiful. I'm really wish I spent more time there. So that's a good point though, because this is in this is where you're gonna fly in and out of Georgia is to be yes. AC. And so that's a hotel you could recommend, right? The yeah. rooms. Yeah, the rooms Tbilisi, I definitely would recommend. Okay. That place cool. was really awesome, really unique, like really just cool bar. They had mm-hmm. all these books on yeah. the shelves. Like cool. you can pick up some books and read them, whatever. Really comfy, huge bar, mm-hmm. uh, outside space. Maybe a good place to catch up from jet lag before yeah, you definitely. set out. To I would see say I think, I think that would be a really good place to spend, mm-hmm. like, yeah, catch up from jet lag, maybe spend a night or two there to explore Tbilisi before venturing off. And then maybe a, a place to like kind of relax a little bit at the end once mm-hmm. you've been just driving around endlessly. Okay, one last question because we haven't really talked about this yet. How about the people in Georgia? Uh, I mean, Georgia's famous for its just amazing hospitality and warmth. And that is so true. Like they're so friendly, really excited. Um, they really like Americans. So that's good. It's a, that's a really positive. Um, and so you know, especially right now, they're like starving for tourism after COVID year and having no tourism. We were basically, we got there the day they opened the country. I think the Georgia Tourism Board persuaded the country to open up for us to come in to make sure it actually worked. Yeah, that's wild. That's uh, crazy. It's fun when you're Good working timing. with tourism boards for smaller countries because they're like a little more say, mm-hmm. right? And like, I can't imagine the USA <laughs> Tourism Board going to the US government being like, you need to open the country because <laughs> we want to have trips here. That's not a thing. Yeah. No. So we, uh, we were there like right when they opened and they're officially open. Oh, 
so, so excited. The people were very excited oh, to see us. Yeah. Everybody from the tour guides to the hotels like just have been really suffering after last year. But from my understanding is everybody, that's just normal. Everybody's very welcoming, very mm-hmm. tourist friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt very safe. Uh, I didn't really ever feel like, oh, this is sketchy or anything like that. So Even when um, you were paragliding? Even when I was paragliding. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Even, yeah, even any of that, none of that. So, no, it was great. It was cool. a beautiful, beautiful country, beautiful people, sites-wise, history-wise, everything about it is just an incredible place. And you can't wait to go back. And I'm already planning to go back. I want to come with you. Yeah. I think there's a a line of people that want to go with me. So I think we're just going to have to bring 15. I don't really... I mean, they they can put their money where their mouth is. Sure. (laughs) I know how to play this game, and and you know I'm good for it. So let's do it. (laughs) I know. Okay. Um, Well, that was really great. Thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. Is there anything else that we missed? Anything that you want to add for... No, I think I've pretty much covered at least a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, cool. There's so much more to talk about. How exciting. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Teach me one more time the. Gamajos. 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 To victory. To victory. <laughs> okay. Sorry, not sorry for adding another country to your <laughs> never ending and ever growing bucket list, right? I mean, I feel ya. Georgia sounds amazing and delicious and like such a fun adventure destination. I really can't wait until I have my own stories to share from there. But um, until then, go ahead and feast on Andy's photos and his stellar stories if you have that app too. Um, Again, he can be found at Andy Austin Photo. Uh, Thanks again so much to Andy for taking the time out of his busy summer schedule to take us on a little trip to Georgia. I'm also going to share in the show notes a guide that we have on BMT that's on the Budget Minded Traveler about Georgia in case you want more. And I do believe that's all we have for you today. So remember to get yourself over to travelingjackie.com slash trips if you are serious about traveling with me this fall. Not a ton of space left on any of those adventures, so make sure to grab your spot if you want one. We are doing this travel thing this year, and I can't wait. I can't even tell you how excited I am to cheers with you in person in Croatia, where I will teach you how to say cheers in Croatian. And, um, and Patagonia later this year. So yeah, definitely excited to see you guys out there. And you know what? If this isn't your year for travel, no big deal. Get on the list anyway so that you can stay privy to future adventures that we will be taking together. And I do have some exciting news around all of that coming out later this summer. So you might want to get on that list anyway. So, okay. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And you know what? If you did, will you share it with a friend or consider leaving a five-star review for me? Those little things really make a huge difference for the show. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Safe travels. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.